to Jesus Christ. Amen? So I want you to know that I wanted to congratulate you, and I want you to know that I'm proud of you. When you said yes to Jesus Christ, here's what you did. You took a giant step forward toward being the man that you desire to be, the husband that you desire to be, the father you want to be, the grandfather that you want to be. Two years ago, uh, the men's retreat we went to with Borger, they canceled because of COVID. And rightfully so, they decided not to have it, and it didn't work out. You couldn't use any of the venues in Red River. Well, we prayed and we talked to the people where we stay there in Red River and they said, hey, everything's closed, but we're, we're, our rooms are open and come and it's okay to come. So we went to Red River. Uh, we had our men's retreat. We had nowhere to meet. You couldn't eat in any of the restaurants. You couldn't go in them. Uh, you couldn't use, you know, you couldn't rent anywhere to meet. They wouldn't let us use the park. I mean, we called all kinds of people. They were, there was a couple of churches there. They didn't want us to use their churches to have men's retreat. And so we just did it. The, where we stay is like a square. And so we did it outside, literally outside in the middle. And we had an incredible time. And what God stirred in us two years ago was the idea of becoming a better man. Over the years as a pastor, I have men come up to me all the time and they'll come up in a church service. They'll come up in a men's retreat service and they'll want prayer. <clears throat> they'll come up. A lot of them will hang their head and they'll want prayer. And they'll say, Pastor, would you please pray for me that I would be a better man? Would you pray for me? And of course, I always pray. And it really stirred in my heart. And that was the theme, that men's retreat two years ago, the theme that we would be better men. When you came to that fork in your road, now, not only better men, but better women, amen? When every one of you in this room, when you came to that fork in the road in your life and you decided, am I going to follow Jesus Christ? Am I going to take the narrow road? Am I going to take the road less traveled? Or am I going to do my own thing, take my own life, live my own way? You said yes to Jesus Christ, and thank God that you did. And you took a huge step forward in becoming the man that you desire to be, the husband you desire to be, the grandfather you desire to be. Two years ago, God gave us a theme verse, and I had that theme verse printed on cards, business cards, and we gave them out, and I know many of you still have that card, and I still have my card, and I look at it regularly, and I took that verse on that card, and I put it as part of my devotional. Now, every morning I get up in the morning and I read my Bible. And whatever day of, whatever the date is that day, let's say it's June the 15th. Well, if it's the 15th, then of course I read Proverbs chapter 15. And I read through the entire book of Proverbs once a month. I've been doing it for years. And at the end of the month, when it's the 1st of July, I'll get my Bible and I'll read Proverbs chapter 1. And I read the entire book of Proverbs every month. You will be amazed at how much wisdom you'll gain doing that. Then I also read the daily verse that comes in the YouVersion Bible app. I have it on my iPad. And you know, if you do that, you know every morning a verse comes up and I read that verse. Then whatever chapter that verse comes out of, I also read that chapter. Then after I do that, I have a few verses that are important to me that I have saved that I read to myself every single day. I read these verses out loud to me. See, it's important when you read the Word of God, and not, not all the time, but particularly in your devotional time, when you read the Bible, you should read it out loud. Why? Because you're not only saying it, but you're hearing it. 
Okay, you know the gate to your heart is your eyes and your ears. You know that, right? When you see God's Word, when you hear God's Word, especially when you hear yourself saying it, it deposits it into your heart, and then consequently it changes your life. The Bible says you're changed line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. You grow when you hear the Word of God. The most powerful way to hear the Word of God is through your own mouth. Now, you're going to hear the Word of God this morning. In just a minute, I'm going to read a scripture to you. But this verse I'm going to read to you, we used two years ago, and then I have used this verse every morning as I go through my devotional time, and let me read it to you. This is 1 Corinthians 16, and it's verses 13 and 14, and it's out of the English Standard Version, the ESV. Listen to what it says. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all you do be done in love. Let me read it to you one more time. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all you do be done in love. Now, primarily, I am talking to men, but this verse is for all of us. The Bible, God's Word, is for every man, for every woman, for every child, and for every teenager. I'd like to take just a few minutes, if I could, this morning and unpack some truth in this verse that I believe will help you on your journey. Listen to what it says. The very first thing it says is, is to be watchful, okay? Another translation says, be intentional. How many of you know nothing in life good happens accidentally? Nothing good. You know that, don't you? You don't accidentally graduate high school. You didn't accidentally come here this morning. You're not just now coming to and thinking, man, how did I get here? Wow, it's a pretty cool place. Man, look at the screen. I wonder if this is a movie or something. Wow. No, you didn't do that. No, you got up and you did whatever you do to get ready, and probably some of you had a rough time getting ready. I bet maybe one or two of you maybe even had a fight and thought, hey, I don't even want to go. I mean, you went through some stuff to get here. You came on purpose, amen? Yeah, y'all, y'all of you that were fighting, you're looking at each other like, yeah, man, pastor's talking to you. <clears throat> Amen. I know, yeah. I've said that before. Some of the best fights Vicky and I have ever had were on the way to church. I mean, you know, we've had WWE on the way to church, man. And then when you get here and you come in, hey, praise the Lord, man. And, you know, it's like, well, that makes you a hypocrite. No, it doesn't. That just means you're real. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to let the devil and a fight keep me from the house of God. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to church. All right. That, praise God. So, so you, you came here on purpose is the point. Okay, the very first thing he says in this verse is be watchful. Okay, be, be intentional with your life. Be intentional with your decisions. Another way to put it is to be alert. We've talked about that. Be alert. What does that mean? It means that you're alert spiritually. You're aware of what's going on in your life, in your family spiritually. You're not dull Okay, the Bible says don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. The comparison there is one creates dullness and the other one creates alertness. 
And so you decide in your life, I'm going to live intentionally. I'm going to live watchfully. I'm going to be aware. I'm going to be alert. Hey, how am I doing spiritually? Hey, how's my family doing? How's my wife or my, or my children doing? How, how's my husband doing? So he says in the scripture to be watchful, be alert, be aware. Don't just go through routine every day and you kind of get dull. He says, don't do that. Then here's the next thing he says, stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. I say this all the time. Don't give up following Jesus Christ. Don't give up. Don't stop praying. Hey, I know everybody in this room's had unanswered prayer. I've had unanswered prayer. I mean, I can gripe with the best of them. I was reading in Proverbs the other day where it says wisdom is better than gold and rubies. And it actually says much gold. And I told the Lord the other day, Lord, just give me some gold and rubies. I don't need wisdom. Just give me some gold and rubies. Just go ahead and make that happen, and then and I'll be fine. And I heard in my heart, I didn't hear an audible voice. I heard in my heart as clear as day this, and you won't need to depend on me. God wants you and I to depend on him. That's his heart. That's what he wants. Stand strong in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. Don't stop praying. Don't stop reading your Bible. Don't stop going to church. Don't stop crying out to God. Don't stop resisting the devil. You stand firm. You draw that line in the sand and you say, I'm not going to get weak. I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I want to finish my race, and I want to run through the end with both hands in the air. Now, I may not run through physically with both hands in the air, but I want to finish my race following the Lord Jesus Christ, and I know you do too. The next thing he stands is, is he says is act like men. <clears throat> now, let's talk about men first, then let's talk about women. Think about the crazy culture we live in today. And think about all the different things our culture says men should be. And they're not all bad. I'm not saying, that. I don't mean just sin. I mean just all the different things men are supposed to do to make them men. I think of the very same way with women. Okay, the culture has all kinds of things to say about how women should be and what a, a woman should look like and what a woman should be doing to be a woman, our culture. Okay, but then God has a saying that trumps all of that. You see, you and I were created in the image of God. A man was created in the image of God. A woman was created in the image of God. And then Paul says in Corinthians to act like men. I could add right to that to act like women. What's he talking about? He's talking about being godly. He's talking about being righteous. He's talking about following the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about being an example in your family and to your children and to your grandchildren, being an example where you go in your life. Now, again, I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about not making mistakes, but I'm talking about people know who you are and they know what you stand for. And he says in this scripture to act like men, act righteous, act right, do the things that you know are right. Everybody in this room knows right from wrong. Everybody does, but we don't always do it. 
And he says to, know, to do what you know to do is right. Back, let me back up. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. And then the next sentence is to be strong. <clears throat> be strong. There's a prayer in Ephesians that I pray all the time. And I pray it over me and I pray it over you. And it says that you and I would be strengthened with might by his spirit, the spirit of God, by his spirit in our inner man. Now, now listen to that very carefully. I really want you to see this. Okay, I pray this over you. This prayer is prayed over you, that you would be strengthened on the inside. Okay, see, listen, the strength of God comes from the inside out, not the outside in. You would be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. Now, God is the spirit, and it says in that verse that he takes the strength of his spirit, and he deposits it in your spirit. You know, the Bible says that Jesus dwells in our hearts by faith. So the spirit of God strengthens your spirit with a word called might. And that word in the Greek is the word dunamis. And it means an explosion. It means dynamite. It means for something to blow up. Okay. And it says that that's deposited in you that you'd be strengthened with might. Now, listen, this is so powerful, and I so want you to get this. We've talked about this before at Men's Retreat. You have no strength of your own. You have no love of your own. Now, I want to be very careful because I want you to understand this. Human love is bankrupt, Human love is bankrupt. What do you mean, pastor? Well, if you choose the path of self, you do what's best for you, not what's best for anybody around you, and that's human love, and it's bankrupt. The love of God is not bankrupt. The Bible says the love of God is put in your heart. The Bible says shed abroad in our heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example to help you understand it, and it's so simple and so clear. <clears throat> The moon reflects the light of the sun. The moon produces no light whatsoever. It has no energy. It has no light. It has no power. It is just an empty, dusty planet in, the, in, the, in space. And when the light of the sun hits it, you and I see it. It reflects the light of the sun. The sun is this dynamo of fire and energy and life. And it produces life on this planet. It produces life in us. And it reflects off the moon. And in the night sky, you can see it. You and I are the moon and God is the sun. You reflect the power of God. You reflect the love of God. You don't have any on your own. The Bible says in Isaiah that even the young men will be weak. You eventually will run out of gas. Are you with me? Okay, he says right here in this scripture to be strong. And all I want you to recognize is if you need strength this morning in your physical body, the source of it's right on the inside of you. And all you have to do is say, Father, I thank you that you're my strength, you're my energy, you're my help, you're my peace of mind, you're whatever it is that I need. You're the love on the inside of me. It comes from him and not from us. It's so powerful to me to understand that. It's so powerful to have that revelation that God is the source of my love. Listen, human love is bankrupt, but God's love is not. 
The love of God is shed abroad in our heart. So listen to what he says. He says, be watchful, be alert, be aware, stand firm in your faith, act like men, act like women, be strong. Then the last thing he says is let everything you do in life be done in love. Let everything you do in life be done in love. You and I are citizens of a kingdom of love. We've said it a hundred times, a thousand times. Love held Jesus on the cross, not nails. We sang about love this morning. The Bible says nothing will separate you from the love of God. Now, as I finish, I just want to stir something in your heart. You are loved. You are loved. And I know sometimes we think we're not loved or our situation doesn't maybe express love or we think things aren't going the way they should go. And it's easy to think sometimes we're not loved. Listen to me, you're loved. And I want you to let that sink in your heart this morning as you get ready to go out these double doors this morning and out for the rest of your day in a new week. You are loved and you're loved by the Heavenly Father. He loves you. He loves you. How do I know he loves me? Just look at the cross. You're loved. And then he asks you to walk in love. He asks you to let everything you do be done in love. Do I do that all the time? Lord, no. Do I blow it? Absolutely. We all do. But God, I want to walk in your love. I want to do everything that I do in love. Listen, you are the most like your father when you walk in love. You're the most like your father when you walk in love, when you're kind, when you're caring of others, and you love. Love's not weakness. Love is strength. Let me read it to you one more time. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all you do be done in love. Now, I've got just a couple of minutes, and I have one more thing I want to mention to you that I've had on my heart the last couple of years, and when I do, you you may laugh. Uh, The last two years at Men's Retreat, I told all the men... Make sure you have some life insurance. And we've talked about it. If you've been at Men's Retreat, you know I talked about it even here in church a couple of years ago. I'm tired of going to funerals, and I'm tired of doing funerals for young men who die and don't have any life insurance. And they have wives, and they have children, and it's hard on everybody that's left. And and I know you may think, well, why are you talking about that in church, Pastor? Because it matters. It's important. If you have somebody that depends on you and you don't have any life insurance, please get some. Please get some. Call somebody, talk to somebody. Uh, I don't, you know, call an insurance agent, get online, do whatever you got to do. If nobody depends on you, don't get any. You don't need any. Or you could get a really big policy and put me as the beneficiary. <clears throat> Amen? Amen. No, I know you're not doing that. But I'm being serious, and I know it's, you think, well, that's kind of weird, Pastor. Well, it's not weird. Okay, if you, and I know a lot of you men I've talked to, I've talked to you over the last couple of years, and probably 90% of you have life insurance, but if you don't have any, please, 
talk to somebody. Please get some to take care of your wife, take care of your children. If in the event something were to happen to you, I know nobody's planning on dying. Amen? We're not planning on dying, uh, but it does happen. So y'all stand up and let me pray for you. Praise God. Father, I love you. Lord, I'm so grateful for Father's Day. I'm so thankful for my own father and for his influence in my life. Father, I'm thankful for the men in this service, and I pray you would strengthen them, refresh them, encourage them. Lord, if there happens to be a man in this room that does not have any life insurance, Lord, would, would you just speak to him? Would you direct him? Would you get him in front of the right person to be able to take care of that for he and his family? Father, I thank you for your grace in our lives, for the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, and that our hearts are drawn towards you and stirred towards you. And Father, I'm thankful for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Hey, praise God, I love you. Y'all go and be blessed. Have a great rest of your Sunday afternoon. Oh, oh, I forgot, we're doing baptism. I forgot, thank you. Everybody's looking at me. All right, please don't leave. Go outside, get around the tank. I'm gonna go change. The people that are gonna be baptized are gonna change. And then we'll do water baptism.